Welcome aboard, Captain. Welcome to Wrath of Khan Minute, where we discuss and ponder the intricate minutes of the Wrath of Khan. I'm David Stoker. And I'm Chris LaSalle. And we are on minute number four, which starts with our first real live scene, which is Spock looking at the graphic of what we assume is the Enterprise, and ends with Savick saying, in the neutral. Here we so go. We finally, yeah, so we finally get into actual um, dialogue. We get into actual movie, which is fantastic. And um, <clears throat> I just want to take a minute to uh, pimp out all our fellow Minute friends. So we have Star Wars Minute, Back to the Future Minute, Jaws Minute, and our new friends over at Indiana Jones Minute. So if you're listening to us, I recommend that you give each one of those a listen and uh, send some love their way. Absolutely. It's good stuff. Excellent films. There's also Goodfellas Minute. Oh, yes. Goodfellas Minute. I did miss that one. So, Which the, yes. those, guys, those guys, you know, have, are you know, one and done. So I don't know what their, what their plan is for, uh, for a sequel or, or what they're going to do next. But uh, everybody else seems to have, be working on films that, that are at least part of a franchise. So anyway. Anyway, so now we're into our actual first scene. And... One of the things that you had said uh, when we first started doing this was like, you know, there's going to be minutes that you're going to come that are going to be like your favorite minutes. Mm-hmm. And for me, this always gets me because it's not Kirk on the on the on the, on the in the chair. So it's always like this has always been one of my favorite minutes because it's it's Savix. You know, we don't know who this person is at the moment. No, no. I mean, we know now, but at the moment, you're like, who is this person? Because you see Spock. You see McCoy, and you're like, "Well, who is this? Who is this woman that is in the captain's chair? Like, that's that's not Kirk. Like, what is going on here?" And it always just like it, it's such a great intro because it gives you that that element of mystique of, you know, what 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 what's going on here? This is not this this is not my Star Trek. This is something different, something new, something exciting. Agreed. Yeah, I um, I, I mean, I like you know, obviously, the, I think the first voice we hear is you know is is Savick saying Captain's log. Right. And I don't think it quite registers, you know, initially, and then they do the like you just said, they do the pan over where you see you see Spock, and then they, she walks by Uhura, and then you see McCoy, and then Sulu, and then you get the dramatic swing of the chair, and she spins around and like, whoa, it's a it's a right. woman. You, al- you almost expect like Kirk does that sort of spinning of the chair, and you're like, oh wait a minute, that's. That's someone. That's not. That's not Kirk. What's exactly. going on here? Exactly. What is going on? So, uh, we also have other characters that we've uh, uh, spot uh, here and there. And uh, uh, my initial thoughts were like, oh, you know, characters we don't know. Red shirts. You know, the yes. classic uh, <laughs> red shirts. But in this case, uh, um, they are uh, cadets, Starfleet cadets. Um, well, we don't know that. We know. Again, we know because we've seen the movie 10 million times, but we're sort of like, what is going on here? You know, you have all these classic guys, and then you have these new people who we assume are just the non- younger generation. But as we later learn, they're, yes, they're cadets. Right. I did some research on them. Is it too early to tell you what I know about these 
strangers? I I don't think so because some of them I don't even know if some of them appear later in the in the uh, in the movie. I'm trying to think like does do any of them actually appear later in the movie? You might be able to say that. I don't I, I don't even know if they make it to minute five. I haven't gone that far. Yeah, <laughs> but no. So I uh, so I did some research and uh, and the, the first the first person we see is the female cadet. Who just kind of walks walks she's past the, the screen? Clip, she's yeah, got she's the, got the clipboard walking those, by. Those mysterious clipboards in the Star Trek yeah. universe. <laughs> um, uh, she is not listed in the credits. Uh, oh, she's she's an uncredited. Uh, but uh, I I did some digging and uh, found out uh, she, her, the actress's name is Kimberly uh, Ryu, Ryusaki, uh, and she's actually uh, her her title is stunt woman and background actress. So she. <laughs> completely fits this uh this role because that's pretty much all she's doing here is just uh doing a pass pa- pass yep. by um uh the next next gentleman is uh he is in the credits listed as cadet <laughs> and he's he, he's he's the uh um uh, not the bl- not the bright blonde haired guy but the other the other gentleman okay. um, sitting in the chair um He's played by Nicholas Guest, and uh, Nicholas Guest has actually gone on to do other things. And uh, I'm going to give you a, a quote and see if you can tell me uh, what famous movie he's been in. Um, okay. uh, I'm not going to be able to do this one justice, but uh, basically it goes like this. Why is the carpet all wet, Todd? I oh, don't know, from- Margot. <laughs> that's Christmas Vacation. Yeah. Is that him? He plays Todd he plays of Todd, Todd and Margot. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I totally can see it now. <laughs> and uh, so the, uh, it'll, it'll come up again later, um, the, the, the Todd references, because I got a couple of them that, that, I, that I dug up. So anyway, he does get a credit. Um, the other cadet, the other uh, cadet that's sitting near um, uh, near Todd, near, near Todd is uh, uh, we're going to call him Cadet 3. Um, he's the blonde guy. Uh, he's also uncredited, um, but I uh, in the novelization – of of uh, Rathacon, he's actually playing uh, Lieutenant Junior Grade Croy. Uh, oh, okay. So he's a navigator. So he's he's kind of a Sulu's uh, intern, um, which I don't get why he's sitting over off to the side and not next to Sulu. But right. Um, anyway, uh, and then the last uh, cadet is uh, <laughs> the, the dude. The dude just standing <laughs> just standing in the background. Um, they, they apparently needed some filler in the background in that scene yeah. because that is the funniest actor placement I've ever seen because he's not looking at anything and he's just standing there as Spock goes by. Yeah, he's just standing there. It's hilarious. So we're going to call him Cadet Number Four. Um, I did find a, uh, a small reference to him. I don't know who the actor is. Couldn't find that. Uh, I found a reference to him on uh, Memory Beta which is one of the Star Trek wikis that's out there on the interwebs. Uh, and he's listed as bridge trainee. Bridge trainee. So. But he's like, you watch the scene, he's, not, he's literally, he's not at a console. He's not looking at a monitor. He's like basically staring at McCoy. <laughs> yep, yep. So hopefully he'll have more to do in, 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 in coming minutes. The too funny. Yep. Uh, so yeah. So what else we got uh, in this uh, big reveal of the uh, of the the Enterprise bridge? We know it's the Enterprise. We've uh, uh, yep. She's said that as much. Um, we have this. I, I do have to. I do have to call out the. Um, I love the graphics in this movie, and uh, 
the first, this is really the first prime example when you get to see the view screen and you get to yes. see that cool, um, I don't even know what it is. It's like a, it must be a 3D navigational widget that's a, oh, yeah. around the oh, Enterprise. Yeah, show. where she's like plotting a, para, or plot a parabolic course to, to miss the neutral zone. Yeah, the little, the little icon that sort of yeah on the view screen. Yes, that, yeah, I was going to comment on that. I'm like, that so much better than you know i going over motion picture i mean it's just looks fantastic very much and uh i mean i think i think you know this being a you know uh wrath of con minute and we could obsess over the details and everything there is so much in the background of this minute that you could obsess over right and it's right. stuff that since i was a kid and i was watching you know star trek the the original series on tv you know all of the all the lights and the view screens and all on all the different stations on the bridge. Like, what is all of that stuff? Yeah, <laughs> and, uh, it, it's funny you mentioned the view screens. You know, all the little screens. Like this movie actually revolutionized video on in movies because of the change that they made, the displays that they used, and the type of monitors and the videotapes, the frame rate that they set them at, changed the way um, you saw things on screen. Really? So this was like a, a, a pioneering uh, – it became like the standard in the industry was they used to have like projectors behind the, you know, the, the walls there on the sets. And this was – they actually used you know, these high-def – back then, high-def monitors with videotapes that ran at – I think it was like 24 frames per second. Okay. And it you know, was made brighter displays. It made them, everything quieter so you didn't hear things behind the walls. And um, yeah, it became this huge deal for – uh, the film. Okay. So set some standards for, for future future films? Yeah. Cool. Milestones. Uh, I do uh, one thing I, I always chuckle at. Um, it's it, 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 it always jumps out at me in, in this opening scene is the, uh, the the one fire extinguisher on the wall. <laughs> yes. Uh, you know, I would like to think in the future they would have Better tools for putting out fires on a an advanced uh, starship bridge, right? Uh, than just a single. That's the same fire extinguisher I have in my garage. Uh, <laughs> so. What's incidentally funny is that it's right across from the "no smoking on any time on the bridge" sign, yes. which obviously people are lighting up the c- cigarettes and cigars on the bridge of the Enterprise. Definitely. Do you, <laughs> who do you think? <laughs> Who do you think in this crew is is the one who's uh, has got the smoking app? Oh, it's it's got to be McCoy. McCoy. Yeah. McCoy's lighting up. <laughs> yeah, I could see that. Uh, you think he's, he's he's probably just yeah, just a regular Paul Malls and stuff. He's not a cigar smoker. I don't see him going for the cigar. What else? So we've got. I mean, I mean, basically sets the scene that they're, uh, you know, distress call comes in. They're you know trying to avoid the neutral zone, which. When you see a visual representation on the on the screen of the neutral zone, you kind of yeah, kind of a, diminishes what it really is. It's, it's sort of this blob in space, and it's like, isn't it something bigger than this sort of like little blob in space? Yeah, shouldn't it be like a, a wall that just stretches infinitely in all directions, or at least yeah. you know, like a, a a plane, not a a basketball? Yeah, it seems like it's a pocket in space, and I always thought it was more of like, yeah, like a big wall. Like you think of like. You think of like Last Starfighter, like this big giant barrier wall that is just the neutral zone. Like right. that's your space. This is my space. Yeah, maybe maybe it's um, 
maybe there's a bunch of those. Maybe they're like, you know, um, like, like pylons on the highway. Maybe there's, you know, the set of them and you have to stay on the, uh, stay on the right hand side of them. Like you do when you're, you know, driving a boat. Perhaps. Hopefully. Cause yeah, I've always, that one's always made me want to scratch my head. Like what is the deal there? Right. So, and, if, uh, and, if, and we're also introduced to the infamous Kobayashi Maru. Kobayashi Maru. Is there not a cooler name out there than the Kobayashi Maru? Right. I love it. And I think this has been in just about every incarnation that I can think of. Because I remember there was an episode in Next Generation where Picard even talks about the test. Oh, really? Obviously, we know it's a test. But I think it's even made it to the new generation, the, the, you know, the reboot where I think they even go into more detail of what the test actually is and how he, how Kirk actually, well, maybe I'm giving stuff away. Oh, yeah. I, won't any, I, I won't go any farther. <laughs> Save it. Save it. Agreed. Yeah. Kobayashi Maru. I did, uh, I did, you know, uh, I, I did a little, uh, you know, Googling of, of Kobayashi Maru and actually found it's, um, it's made its way into, um, uh, you know, out of the Star Trek universe, it is actually uh, listed alongside other idioms like uh, uh, "thinking outside the box." Uh, oh, right. Or Gordian knot. You know, splitting the Gordian knot, and uh, yeah. and the other one I I hadn't heard before, but uh, the egg of Columbus. <laughs> so all nope, of these, I've never, never heard of that one before. Yeah, uh, but the Kobayashi Maru is listed as is one of those uh, one of those types of uh, like mental exercises, and um, so I just thought that was cool. It's a uh, I've never personally used it in, yeah. in uh, uh, which I, but I want to figure out now how I can incorporate it into like a, you know, at work or something. <clears throat> We're going to have a training class today. The Kobayashi yeah. Maru. The Kobayashi Maru. Right. Um, Kobayashi Maru, uh, we, st- we hear a little bit from presumably the captain of the Kobayashi Maru, the guy calling in the distress call, uh, uh, says that they struck a gravitic mine. Yeah. Um, a gravitic mine uh, are actually... Uh, those are leftovers from uh, the old Federation Cardassian uh, Wars. Uh, so apparently the Cardassians left these things strewn about the galaxy uh, or the universe. Mm. Star, yeah, Star Trek, they go around the universe or do they just stick around in a galaxy? I don't know. Hmm. Hmm. But anyway, the, 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 it's their fault. Those Cardassians, we know them from the next generation. And they're, yes. Yeah, so they're the ones that... Well, next things. generation and primarily from... Deep Space Nine. That's like the main. That's right. Uh, antagonist in Deep Space Nine would be the Cardassians. Yep. So I don't know what they look like. I'd love to see what one does and how they work. All I can, right, picture, yeah. all I can picture is you know like a submarine, right? The, see this, this you know Kobayashi Maru just kind of flying by, and this thing just kind of sucks right it, onto it sucks right onto it and blows boom. it apart. Yeah. Yep. So. Oh, well, I mean, so things that we've learned in this episode, well, we see a, potentially a new captain of the Enterprise. We yes. see that there is uh, a weird-shaped neutral zone, that they're <laughs> obviously trying to avoid it, and that we know that uh, they are in contact with the Kobayashi Maru and what that, uh, what that will bring. Yeah, we shall see. So do you have anything else for, uh, for Minute 4? I do not think of can think of anything for minute four. I don't either. I think there's all sorts of stuff that we could. I think we could. We could talk about everything. <laughs> it, it's, well, I mean, you I have, have to pace yourself, I talk right? About, like about Savic and yeah, you know, like <laughs> it's like when do you bring that up? Like we're we're first introduced to her, and 
you know, I, I, I suppose I could bring up one little Star Trek fact is that when they originally wrote for Savick, it was going to be a man. Oh, yeah. So Savick, and then you will hear later in the movie, uh, I don't know if it's Spock or Kirk references Mr. Savick. And that still remains in the script, and that's why is because when they originally were writing the part, Savick was a man. Oh, really? Okay. I just thought it was a you know, holdover from some naval term. Yeah. No, it was because they originally had plans to cast a man, and I guess they needed yeah. uh, a woman to fill the role here. Which She's doing beautifully. Doing a fantastic job so far. And I guess we should call, call out, too, we didn't, Savick is clearly a Vulcan. From what we can tell? We believe so, but is she? Is she? Is she? Is she? I guess we'll find out. We'll have to keep watching. Yes. And one thing, I don't know if I mentioned this in the last episode, when we were talking about actors and actresses, or Minute 2 when she came up, was was that Kirstie Alley was not the first choice to play Savick. Who? Was it? Yeah? Who? It was, it was a later Vulcan who was a favorite of the director, Kim Cattrall. Oh, really? Yes, and as we learned, he directed Undiscovered Country, which she appears in, yep. which Wrath of Khan was almost named the Undiscovered Country. So the, the, the things that are looping some of these movies together, it's just funny how they are in sync. Yeah, definitely. People hang on to their ideas until they actually... Uh, yeah, uh, get to use them many many years later. So, um, oh, fascinating. I'm well. We could we could talk about that more, but uh, I'm I'm happy we have Kirstie Alley. Yes, me too. Absolutely. All right. Well, then, if uh, you don't have anything else, I think we can wrap it up and uh, um, just invite folks. Uh, again, where the podcast is going to be uh, happening every other day, uh, Monday, Wednesdays, and Fridays. Uh, so, in, uh, while you're waiting to hear back from us, uh, please check us out uh, at wrathofconminute.com. Uh, you can drop us an email there at uh, podcast at rathaconminute.com. <laughs> it's a mouthful. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> and, uh, and we also, we're on, uh, we're on Twitter now. Uh, so you can reach it. You can find us there, uh, Rathacon Minute on Twitter. So I uh, would love to hear from you. And um, we will uh, see you again on our next episode. Thanks, everyone. All right. Thanks. Bye, Bye. Dave. <laughs>